it. I thought since it's scheduled, it just went live. So did I. I thought like I was like it said showtime. So I'm like, all right, cool, it's showtime. But it's really it's now officially showtime. Um, it's showtime. It's showtime. Welcome to the OC, bitch. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the season finale episode of the O season one episode season one finale. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say anymore. This is a great start for us live. Welcome to another episode of the OC Podcast. This is the season one finale live show that we've been promising everybody that we are going to do. We're very, very excited to do this show with you guys today. And it's a very emotional episode. As always, I'm joined by my partner here, Kenzie. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm emotionally devastated after watching this episode. Like, I, I remember being in middle school watching it being like so devastated but watching it as an adult already knowing everything that's to come after it i just was like sobbing on a sunday morning like <laughs> like i don't know what i'm doing like it's I, a lot to process i needed a moment or 10 like after i watched it yeah right? you know what i mean like it was it was really traumatic watching this kind of and so i've kind of complained about seth the entire first season like rewatching it <sighs> because i've been like he's such a little brat like but i'm telling you there is a scene with him i was like blubbering i was like i thought i wasn't <laughs> going to because i was like i don't like him anymore but here i was like getting up like i don't i don't own tissues by the way which is like <laughs> a really weird thing i think because they've been so hard to find with like covid and then, like, I don't really need them. So I'm like, oh, I'll save them for people who, like, actually need them. I don't know. But I don't own any. So, like, I was like, I'm going to be weird and use a paper towel. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it was a really emotional episode. I needed the, you know, the, the commercials for, like, Tide. Or not Tide. Tide's bounty. It's, a, like, it's absorbing. Yeah. Like, maybe I did need <laughs> the paper towel. <laughs> I, I watched this episode and and... You're right. Like this was this was an Adam Brody special from like start to finish, in my opinion. Like for the most part, there's a lot of good scenes with him. I was I remember obviously watching this is like the third or fourth time I've watched this completely through. But watching this back, I, I think to myself, oh my God, this episode really is more emotional than I remember it being, even though I remember it being emotional, right? Yeah. So it's, it's just it's the thing I love the most about this show is that um, you're in an, as invested in the kids as you are the parents. Yep. Like, I care yeah. so much about, like, all the storylines unfolding. Mm -hmm. Except I do have, once we start talking about the episode itself, I have a lot of questions about one relationship in particular. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it. It's that. not who you think. Oh, okay. If has, does that have something to do with Jimmy? No, I wish. Oh, okay. that's, that's disappointing. Another, sh I love Jimmy, by the way. His character arc has been fantastic. Um, all right, folks, like we said, we're going to cover season one, episode 27 of The OC. Um, the episode title is The Ties That Bind. Um, very interesting uh, title, I guess you would say the least. But um, obviously it has an 8.9 rating. 8.9 it is i'm scrolling through making sure that it is correct before i say this it is the second highest rated show of the first season 
Anybody like to guess what the first is? The pilot. Yeah, I was going to say the pilot, but that's really funny. It's like bookends. Yeah, exactly. Like... Yeah, because this one's eight point nine, and then the uh, the um, the season opener or season finale is an eight point nine, and this uh, the pilot is nine point oh. So. As always, we're going to do our favorite moment uh, each and every week. We're going to talk about the synopsis that is here on IMDb. Great. I hope it's a good one. It's it's solid, I think. I think we're solid this week. On Julie and Caleb's big day, Ryan may be leaving Newport forever. Everyone handles it differently. Eh. It's It's okay. Yeah. I feel the same way. It's it's not perfect. It's not great. I, I feel like it's very, very neutral. It kind of gets the point across. But at the same time, it's like, all right, cool. Like, we understand what's happening, right? You know what I mean? Like, we already kind of had an idea of what's going which a very, very emotional season uh, episode because I am, I have a lot to say about a certain individual on this episode that really pissed me off a whole lot, a whole lot. And her name starts with a T and ends with an A. So oh, okay. I, it was a very, very emotional episode with me just wanting to throw something at my screen several I, times because of her. I feel that. But I did actually feel for her more this episode than I have in past episodes. I, I agree with that statement. There are several moments where you're upset and you're yearning towards her. But there's several moments where she just acts like Teresa, right? You know what I mean? She takes out I all guess, those moments. I guess, but she has something different this episode than the previous episodes. I mean. But yeah. it is like her nature with Ryan to be like this. So it's like, it's hard. But I, I, I can understand her. Or not I understand, just like I feel for her more. Yes. Like Kirsten understands apparently, which was like, hey, what? Yeah. yeah, I completely forgot about that. But okay, uh, we opened the episode uh, when we did the flashback scenes of the previous episode, or actually the like almost the entire season because they kind of give you those, give you that full fledged recap almost. But just seeing Teresa makes me mad. Um, well, I like the recaps because um, Oliver was brought up a lot. And then he's brought up a lot in this episode, actually. Yes, quite a few times. I, went, I That was, that was, it was funny to me because um, bringing him up so much, I was like, I was just writing down. I was like, oh, I'm guaranteed Kenzie's pretty mad right now. But um, <laughs> yes. So we start off with Seth and Ryan, which Seth is killing the jokes right now right you know what i mean like my favorite is like this like i understand seth is one of those people no matter what the situation is like comedy is his way to deal with it but i'm yeah. like just be quiet mm -hmm. he's yeah. like maybe you shoot blanks <laughs> and then at the end of all these jokes he goes i kid oh wait that's probably that's a bad word <laughs> that's a bad word like what are you doing like just stop it um I love, and then we transition to Kiki's on the phone going going through everything that Caleb doesn't like to make sure, like we're counting, isn't the wedding like the next day and we're still like planning everything for this upcoming nuptials, like all the way down to the food. The food is not organized the day before yet. Like I'm. I think she's just double checking, I hope, 
But because this wedding was planned so last minute in general, I don't really blame them. Like if it's not, oh, it's for not. Sure. And it's like, what is Julie doing? Like, why doesn't she have a wedding planner? Why is Kirsten doing all of this? And they have, and Caleb has so much money. It's like a, a wedding planner would be a drop in the butt. Well, <laughs> I say that right this second, but uh, karma might've bit him in the butt a little bit here. Um, I do love throughout this entire uh, throughout this entire part that um, like Sandy's just like taking notes in his head now because he's like, oh, he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. Like he's saying like the opposite. <laughs> like he's like, she's like, make sure there's no cilantro in anything. And he's like, so I should eat cilantro. Like, so it's like in my in my breath, like it's hilarious. It's so funny to me because like the entire time he's just like taking it. And then my favorite part is they talk about how. They're obviously the infamous battle of Vegas and how um, he said that he wouldn't be walking down the aisle with a black eye. He'd be walking down with a broken nose. And I just busted out laughing. I wonder which would be worse. Obviously the broken nose, but you can't really like cover up a black eye. But yeah, but like broken nose though can lead to like a black eye though. That's true. He like double it. and even like double black guy and especially yeah here, which which is crazy to me because and i know we kind of carry this out to this episode but i thought like the punch in the face was like the icing on the cake like this is over like didn't jimmy cash the tech already okay so this is like i know i'm getting a little bit of, I know I'm gonna... I, this is my thing the whole episode and kind of just like moving forward is like they already cashed the check there's nothing, this isn't like a binding contract. Right. Like Marissa's, Marissa's underage. Like nothing she like says can be taken no. verbatim that like needs held up. Like this can't, this wouldn't be held up in a court of law. Like, no. I don't no, understand because... why she couldn't just wait for the check to be cashed and then be like, <laughs> I'm still going to live with my dad. Like, yeah. I, it, like, they... is Marissa like scared that she won't be like a person of her word? Like who cares? I, I it blew my mind because as we're watching the episode, and I like I said, I got a little bit ahead of here, but like every single time I'm listening this thing unfold, once he catches it the check, no it's sense. over. It's yeah, over. like just stay with your dad. Like I don't. Wait, it's so weird. you're so Caleb's gonna bring a 17 year old to court that he was blackmailing to live with her mom? Yeah, like with... that. I just doesn't make any sense. Like <laughs> and like it couldn't. It wouldn't hold up in a court of law. Yes. And like honestly, like they could take some legal action against Caleb. It's Caleb. Yes, for blackmail. Yeah, like yeah. I don't understand. Neither do I. Um and I love I love Kirsten's, you know, laying it on thick. She wants, you know, she wants him to make up. I kind of like so was Kirsten told that like he's blackmailing Marissa? I that's the thing that I don't understand because if she was, they don't why show would... the outcome of the whole Vegas trip. Really, do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, no. they don't show like, oh, like they show Sandy tell Kirsten that Jimmy punched uh, Kayla, right. but they never really go into like why. Exactly, but like, Mar like Kirsten kind of draws the line with like kids, right? Like, exactly. So for me in my head, she would be. Like, why would she ask Sandy to stand like, up? Like, I understand if she doesn't know, like, the specifics. Right. And she's like, hey, it's his wedding. Can you, like, stop blockading him for, like, one day? Yeah. But, like, I guess it's also made even weirder that, like, Jimmy's so chill this episode. Like, 
like he isn't mad. Yeah, like, he's not even all up in in like he. I mean, yeah, obviously he punched him. He probably feels good about it, but that doesn't like what's going on right now. Like you know, it's he, weird. It's, uh, so the punch made everything better. It's weird. It's, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe he like punched him and he's like, you know what, like whatever. Like, yeah, but he's about to lose his daughter, right? You know what I mean? Not loser. Yes, but, but Marissa in this episode makes a point that I like, so it's fine. yeah. But as Kirsten is trying to let, she's laying it on thick. Um, you know, she's trying to make sure that Sandy uh, does, in fact, is, is at least sociable at the wedding. Um, and, you know, come to find out a little bit later, we'll find out why Caleb was really upset about what kind of happened. Um, okay, so the three amigos here, including Teresa... And uh, Ryan, and so this is this is step one. This is problem one I have with Teresa in this episode. She just blurts out to the party that she's pregnant. I think it bothers me because she says it like we're under the impression that it's obviously Eddie's. And it's like she doesn't know whose it is. Exactly. And it could be Ryan's. And right. like he, she could be like putting Ryan in a position where he has to walk away from this beautiful life he has. Exactly. And not even beautiful. Like he's going to a good school. He has a chance to get into college. Like he has all these opportunities that he previously did not have. And it's like the way she just blurts it out is totally fine. If it wasn't like, but I, it could be this guy. Yeah. Right. I could could be be taking him from your family. Exactly. Like, like, You guys did all this work to bring him in, and I could be yeah. like scooping in and like right, it just yeah, like, he's mine. It, it was like it, that was that was step one of me being extremely upset with Teresa, which I do have an emotional roller coaster with Teresa because there's a lot to really kind of attach to her emotionally throughout this episode. But um, Marissa and Ryan, I do love this moment. I do love Ryan finally saying we were broken up. Okay, but Marissa has, like, a solid point. Like, they were broken. So, because it's not like Trace is some random girl he hooked up with. It's, like, the love of his life before he left her, never said anything, moved to Newport. Him and Marissa break up for, like, what, three days? And he hooks up with Teresa. I'm not... I'm not saying I de- technically disagree with what you're saying because I... Okay, don't. you're about to go into, like, friends territory with, like, we were on a break! Like... Yeah, they, I'm, yeah, they were I'm, broken up, yes, but like it'd be different if he went out, met some random girl, hooked up with her. But this is like a girl he was madly in love with, and she was madly in love with him, and she's already been a problem in Marissa and Ryan's relationship. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's I, very I, different. It's 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 te- it really is different. I, I will say that. I I will admit that. I do think that his him finally laying that down. But her recourse was like really good, right? You know what I mean? She's like, yeah, you have a point. We're broken up. But also, hey, like it was just a couple days and it wasn't like a random school kid. Um, Summer and Seth, you know, this is where we find out okay. really what's with Seth. Are they okay? All right. They're, they're acting like Seth and Summer. Right, weren't they? Didn't just, they like almost break up. I. It's like literally two episodes. Seth had lunch with Summer's dad. They were going crazy. Then they were in Vegas. I mean, they did kind of make up in Vegas, though, right? 
I don't know. This is weird. I just feel like they like flopped over it. They made it such an issue and then it wasn't. Right. Which is what we talked about. You you gave us no emotional attachment with Summer's dad the entire season. And then he's a big deal. And then brings he's the not- wedge. Brings the wedge between Seth and Summer. And then out of left field, they go to Vegas and everything's perfectly fine again. It's weird. I just don't get it. I also like that um, Summer just threatens to drop hot coffee on Seth the entire conversation. <laughs> And then she's like, they're the perfect couple. I'm like, they've broken up I don't know how many times. <laughs> like, I have no idea how many times. No, I don't either. But that's why I don't count their breakups as breakups, because it's just like a, I'm mad at you. And then the next day, they're like, fine. So I'm like, I don't know. I can't imagine calling them a perfect couple. <laughs> I do love. And see, the thing about it is, is, is Seth has never really been through an emotional roller coaster of things throughout his entire life, right? Everything's kind of been, yes, he's been very alone his whole life, but he's never really had conflict because he's never really had any friends. So like now that he has friends, he's not really well equipped to handle the emotions of potentially Ryan being a daddy. And the way he copes with these things is by joking. Like there's yeah. a lot of people I know that do that. I do that. You know what I mean? I know I do it. I, you know, I'd rather joke and laugh about something than worry about having to, de- it's not a good thing. That's, I'm not promoting that being a good thing. It's not. People talk to people. Um, but I do think that this was the perfect moment for him to kind of explain himself why everything that ever comes out of his mouth is really a joke, no matter if it's super serious or he's just having fun, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, I do love how she also said that they were that uh, Marissa and Ryan were past the drama. To be fair, they've been kind of like mellow recently. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess with the whole, yeah, I just feel like the me and the outstanding head of like past drama there, I guess their past drama, right. You know what I mean? The people around them are, I guess their relationship has not been drama filled for at least like two episodes. So that's probably the longest stretch we've had where, um, it's where uh, Marissa and Ryan weren't at ends meet here. Um, no, I thought it was hilarious. Summer just looks right at Seth. And said, We're not having sex. Like it's off the table. Like it's not like it's not even a question. We're not even going to talk about it. We're not even going to look at it. Um, and then Kirsten shows up to Teresa's work. Yeah. She's trying to talk to Teresa and Teresa's like really busy. At which I don't understand because the last like five times they've shown the place, it's been empty. Like um, Ryan and Seth were the only two in there every time. It's weird. But um, now it's really busy. And she's like making jokes, like picking up 30 t- cents and tips being like, going to pay for the baby's college. And I'm like, what? this isn't funny. <laughs> like, this is a baby. Like, <laughs> it's a baby. It's a human. Like, I'm going to clip that out for the rest of my life. It's no. a baby. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I get it though. Like she hasn't really, she just like goes to work and then isn't at work. So, and like only has time to freak out about it. Yeah. And I feel like no one's really talked to Teresa, which is what Kirsten's trying to do. But I'm like, she's staying at your house. Like, can you not find a moment when she's at home and not at work? Like, yeah, exactly. Why She's do you working. have to go bother her at her place of work, which probably doesn't know that she's pregnant? Right. Yeah. So, like, maybe don't go there to talk about it. 
yeah, or communicate with her. Hey, I'm going to swing by on your lunch today and let's just sit down and talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you're but right. I, I, I completely forgot about the part where, oh, she's actually living with them. So yeah, I just think like she knows Teresa is no one to talk to about it. Like it's just like Ryan who may or may not be directly attached to the baby. Exactly. Like, and then she can't talk to her mom, which she's made very clear. Yep. Which means she can't talk to anyone else in her family because they'll tell her mom. And then she's obviously not going to talk to Eddie. So they know she's not talking to anyone. So like, I really appreciate Kirsten going to talk to her. It's just like, not the place. Yeah, it's not, it's not at all. It's like nowhere near the time or the place to even have this conversation, which I thought was very weird. Again, when I watched it, now you really kind of like irked me with the whole fact that she does live under their roof. So it's like, what does that, like, why can't you talk to her at home at all? Yeah. It's Um, very bizarre. Yes. Um, Sandy has arrived. Yeah, Sandy goes to see Caleb, mm-hmm. who has quite the black eye. Like, <laughs> it's a shiner it's boy. Impressive. I really did enjoy the black eye. Um, um, but he looks stressed. Like he is running his hands through whatever he has left of his hair. He's just like kind of staring off into space. And Sandy's like, "That is the portrait of a man about to get married." Yeah. And um, Caleb kind of is like you know what? Like you, you fucked up my deal. (laughs) Like I was trying to save this company. And Sandy's like, what are you talking about? Like Kirsten hasn't said anything. He's like, Kirsten works for the only profitable division of this company. She has no idea. And I'm like, okay, this was a thing earlier where you did something and Kirsten had no idea, but Kirsten's basically the one doing everything right. Yep. And then you guys are like behind her back doing everything wrong. Yep. Like, I I don't understand. I'm um, <laughs> completely blown away by that part, right? And then he goes, I just love, he goes, I'm trying to save this company. And you're like, maybe they're like tinkering in a downward spiral <laughs> or something. And he's like, we're going bankrupt, Stanford. <laughs> I'm like, Caleb with the dramatics, apparently. Right, like, exactly. Like, Bam. I was like, okay. And then he's like, he just keeps going on about like why Kirsten doesn't know. And I'm like, can Sandy like say something? Like, but Sandy's kind of just like in awe that it's like so bad that like like Caleb is past the point of trying to hide it. Like he's just gonna come clean to Sandy. Like he's like, Yeah, like it's this bad. We're going under. Like, I'm we're gonna be fucking bankrupt, man. Like it was just so funny to me. And Caleb, like, Sandy's just kind of stepping back, taking it all in. Like, Caleb really, like, losing it. Yeah. But um, it was just really funny to me that, like, um, Caleb, like, opened up to Sandy out of all people. Uh, exactly. I think it was just, like, the right place at the right time. And for me, what was funny is, is Sandy there at the end snuck in. They're so sneaky, but not so successful. I about lost it. Like, I lost it. I mean, because, you know, Sandy's Sandy's not one to kick somebody while they're down, but it's Caleb, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, so he kind of wants to. But this yeah. brings me back to the Vegas episode where, um, remember when Sandy approached vacation Jimmy? Yes. Shirtless, drinking a beer, just having the time of his life. And he's like, you know, that guy is here and he's trying to sell the land he bought from us for, like, way more. And Jimmy's like, dude, who cares, like... He's just like, that's what he does. That's how he yeah. got this place. And then obviously the Marissa thing just took it to another level. But I'm like, yeah. if 
Caleb had not done that Marissa maneuver, yes, everything would have been fine. Perfectly fine because nobody they would have never went to the dinner. They would never. have been it would have been great. And I wanna This brings me to my next point, which is Caleb, while he's talking to Sandy in this episode, is like that guy wanted this property so badly because he owns the rest of the coastline. Yep. And this is the piece he was missing. And I'm like, okay, then he would still want it. Yes, exactly. Maybe at a discounted rate now that he knows some things that have happened, but he's definitely going to want to be involved. But honestly, like Sandy would go to dinner with Caleb if it meant saving Kirsten's livelihood. A hundred percent. And it's not even like Kirsten's livelihood. Like no. Kirsten really likes her job. Like Yeah, because he mentions so that that verse that part of his business is, is thriving. But it's not going to be much longer because everything else is yeah. empty. I just like I feel like Sandy could fix it somehow with Caleb, with exactly. this guy. He really desperately wants the property. I just felt 100%. weird to me that he was like, that was a one-time shot. Like, yeah. was it? Yeah. I feel like maybe you go back to the negotiation table and maybe maybe you knock off a couple of, I mean, probably like 50,000 or whatever, whatever their deal was. I I'm sure like. it'd be a few hundred thousand, but yeah, it's like, exactly. it'd be easy. Like, Yeah. I just want to pause for just a second. I want to send a shout out to our buddy, Jeremy, who has been giving us fun facts all year. He is joining. He is watching us live as we're doing the oh, show. Cool. So thank you, Jeremy, for the entire season. We look forward to some more fun facts in season two. We've got some. He dropped some for us for the season finale as well. So I'm excited to oh, cool. those at the end of the show. So, but yeah, thanks for joining us today, Jeremy. And thanks for the support all year. Yeah. All right. Um <laughs> I love whenever they're sitting there talking and he goes, um, let's see here. Was that, uh, did Ryan say that to Marissa? Who said that? Who Your mom has to wake up every morning and be- Jimmy. So Jimmy said he cut that to, to Marissa yeah. packing her apartment and Jimmy's yeah. apartment. Which makes no sense. But um, And Jimmy's like, you know, it wasn't this hard when I was a kid. Like I didn't have to do all this stuff. And Marissa's like, you know what? Yeah, but like, you know- um, mom just keeps on ticking. And I thought that was so funny because she's like insinuating that her mom is technically like a bomb. Yes. Like eventually one day she'll explode. Well, <laughs> um, which was really funny. But then Jimmy's like, lay off your mom. And I was like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, and he's like, you know, every day she wakes up and she has to be Julie Cooper. Isn't that punishment enough? And I was like, eh, like maybe, like who well, knows? I mean, Maybe. in her head, she's about to wake up to one of the richest men in the world, like, every day. Yeah. So like, is it really that bad to be Jimmy Cooper, I guess? Or, or Julie Cooper? Like, she's really... About to be Julie Cooper Nickel. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And then we see... Seth, is it Seth? Seth giving the names, right? I think that's what it was. Um, yes. No. Teresa is talking to... Ryan here, I believe. No, the Coens are like in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And Sandy and Ryan are kind of like setting the table. And Sandy's like kind of telling him like, we'll figure this out as like a family. Like, you guys don't have to go through this alone, which is weird. Because I'm like, did we miss the part where they tell him that like, it could be Ryan's? Yes. But, um, and then Seth is like, mom, do we have any pudding? Yes. Pudding, 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 pudding. And he's and Sandy's like, we have great child raising skills. Clearly, <laughs> it was so funny. Um, so good. 
but so then funny. we cut to Teresa. Yeah. Um, Ryan goes to tell her dinner's ready and come mm-hmm. out, out for some dinner. And she's like, now's the time to talk to him. I don't know. Like, was she waiting for him to come? I don't understand. Um, but she basically tells him that she's been thinking about it. And because she doesn't know whose it is and she doesn't really feel ready to raise a child, like she should be in high school. She's working for tips. It just not the correct timing. And she doesn't want to bring a baby into that. So she's not going to have the baby. And Ryan doesn't like say anything really, but he looks definitely relieved. For sure. I think Ryan's thinking the same thing, which he brings up later, but they're very young. Like they don't, like Ryan is just getting his life together. Like yeah. how's he now supposed to like raise a child like that? Yeah, like Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's and he's still on probation. Yeah, like, and on top of all this, it could actually be Eddie's. Right. So we could be pre-planning all these things and Well then like you don't want to bring a child into an abusive relationship. Like yep. Teresa's already having a hard time herself getting away from it. Yep. So it's like she's thinking for the better of the baby really like right. i don't want to bring a child into that um yeah because who's to say in her head she's like i don't feel i feel obligated to be with eddie now because it's eddie's baby and that whole trickle down effect we we, we just got we she just got away from that yeah she doesn't uh, need to go back to him right. exactly especially with a child like exactly so i think she's making in her mind a smart like on paper it's a smart decision 100 um but Ryan looks relieved. Um, and then we cut to, you know, Seth talking about sailing. Mm-hmm. He needs to get some papers in order for his boat, which we haven't seen since, like, <laughs> I don't know the last time we saw it. Yeah. That's because that was his best friend. You know what I mean? Outside of, you know, yeah. So it was Before Ryan. Friend. Then Ryan yeah. showed up and he didn't need the boat anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Kirsten arrives to talk to Teresa again. Um, But yeah, so she talks to her at home though this time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So she tells her like, is there anyone taking your appointment? She's like, no, I can't tell my mom because she's very Catholic. I can't tell, like, I don't want Ryan to do it. I can't tell Eddie. Like, and Kirsten offers to drive her, which is very nice of her because nobody should go something like this alone. Nope. Um, and then we cut to Marissa and Ryan talking about <laughs> how things are going to go back to normal. And I'm like, what is even normal for y'all? Like, right. like I don't, like, there's what does that there's look a, like? Yeah. Cause there's always been drama in the relationship. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it's yeah, exactly. Like you, you went from one from Oliver, right. You know, to that whole fiasco to, are we going to get back together? Or aren't we going to back together? Then there was Teresa again and then Teresa was staying, then Teresa was going, and then, you know what I mean? Then they finally kind of re, re you know, reconnect with each other, and then, bam, Teresa's pregnant. Like, it's yeah. been a whirlwind of events that has, like, one after, after they officially got together after Luke, like, one after another, after another, after another, kind of, like, back to back to back has really kind of hindered their relationship. So, you're right. I don't know what normal is for their relationship. So, yes. It's- then we transition to another normal relationship. Um, Caleb has a blindfolded Julie. Yes. 
and he is showing her maybe one of the most iconic TV houses of all time. Um, he takes her blindfold off and she's like, this is a legit castle. Yeah. And it is. Um, it's insane. I want to find it. Um, it's like the craziest house I've ever seen. It's huge Mediterranean overlooking the ocean. Like, yeah, just a wild house. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest houses like ever, you know what I mean? Like it's I, huge. I and, and like, you really can tell the three of them, which is weird. Yeah. Like it's obviously for show, but it's just like, I, yeah, I don't even know. It's insane, but I love Julie's actually really happy. And I'm like, yeah. it's because it's like a materialistic thing. Exactly. hundred percent. And the first thing that I think in my head is obviously we know in the back of the head that, that Julie is, our Caleb is like on the verge of being broke. Which yeah, so gets, what is he doing with this giant house? Like right, exactly. So he's he's trying to keep her, you know. Also, where was Caleb living before? I that's a good question. I I was thinking about that when I watched it. Um oh here we go. Hold on, look at that. Look at the guy. Seth was trying to sell the boat, was on the show North Shore with Amanda Rigetti. The director of the episode directed the North Shore. I love that. Look at that. See, look at that. Oh. Fun facts in the middle of the episode. Um so yeah, so here what what I what's funny and it gets brought up later, but I, I I wrote this down. Obviously, Julie dumped Jimmy for being broke, and then was marrying Caleb because you know we know that she's kind of a you know she likes the, she likes the money you know she likes the materialistic things as you said, and now in the back of the head, Caleb is officially also <laughs> potentially going broke as well. Um. Yes. So uh, Ryan says, then we transition to Ryan and Seth and Ryan goes, you're talking to a boat. And then of course, <laughs> Seth says, nobody says anything whenever I talk to a horse. <laughs> and Ryan yeah. goes, yes, I do. <laughs> so funny. Um, but this is a really sweet moment. Like Seth is telling him he doesn't really need the boat or his plan to go to Tahiti now that Ryan's there. Yep. And it's so sweet. And they're like talking about taking their ladies to go to um, where did they say they're gonna go? Oh, they're going to the uh, the the oh my god, the island that they're always talking about. Yep, drawing a blank. No, Balboa's the beach there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but they're it's gonna so have that cute. normal summer. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's such a sweet moment, right? Yeah, because Ryan is 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 in a position of, of, of like this big weight was lifted off his chest. Right. You know what I mean? So now that this big weight's lifted off his chest, the summer, the school year is coming to a close. And um, yeah, I think Jeremy just said Tahiti. I think it was Tahiti that they were going to. And so they're getting ready. Oh, to Tahiti's like in Mexico. Like Tahiti's like far, like. Yeah. Tahiti's where he wanted to sail all summer. He said it was going to take four like days. 40, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, I thought it was like, yeah. So they were talking, it's just that it was a nice moment. You're right. It was kind of a, a relaxed, kind moment where everything was slowly coming back to normal. And that's kind of what happened there. So back to Teresa and Kirsten. Oh, Catalina. Cat oh, okay. Okay. There we go. There we go. There we go. Catalina. So then we transition to Teresa and Kirsten. And yeah, so they went to her 
pre-appointment where they were talking about the procedure and what she needs to do and what will happen in the appointment. And they're at like a really nice lunch. And Teresa looks really uncomfortable. And um, she's like, Kirsten's just like, you don't have to do this. Like you can figure it out. Like you don't have to go through with it. if like you don't want to. And Teresa looks really like, uncomfortable but then she's like listening to her and she's like i just don't have like the means to take care of this baby and i don't really like know how to go about it and kirsten's like and she's telling kirsten that like her life is so perfect she wouldn't understand and she's like you don't really like it's not exactly what it looks like right it was a really sweet moment and i i think it's so nice that kirsten stepped up to be that person for Teresa. yeah she needed somebody. She didn't have anybody. She talked about earlier about how she couldn't talk to her mom about this because of the religious background. Um, very heartwarming moment. And this is one of those moments where this was like a Sandy moment, but Kirsten, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is like, typically we see, we see moments where Kirsten is that, mo- that motherly figure, right? We, we see those, but it was one of those, it was like a early on Sandy and uh ryan moment but with Teresa and kirsten it was a very great moment i I loved it a whole lot kirsten was really good obviously then we transitioned to Teresa telling ryan that she is now going to have the baby yes um ryan's 15 minutes of the weight being lifted off his chest are gone are completely Summer to Tahiti to wherever we were going. It's it's, it's definitely Catalina. Tahiti's Catalina. way too far for four people on that boat. Catalini, Catalina, we're not going there anymore. And then yeah. Sandy comes in. Well, it's like the next morning, and Sandy's yeah. basically yelling at Kirsten that, like, yeah. what did you say to her? She was like on board, and now she's not. And Kirsten's like, trying to be like she had no one to talk to i was just there for her so she had someone to talk to and i relate to this more than you could understand which is like a really out of left field comment um and sandy's like what does that mean and i don't it's just like weird because in my head i'm like they've been together forever but like they had this whole life before each other which is so weird to think about Yeah, I had those same feelings because like, I mean, I know obviously they had these lives before each other. Obviously, we know where Sandy kind of grew up and stuff like that. But I feel like something like this pertinent never came up ever, I guess. Um, I I can understand why. Like if this was obviously like with a past boyfriend or something, she's not going to tell Sandy everything. Absolutely. I get that. Yeah, for sure. But Sandy's visibly upset. Um, and then we transition to the pool house where Teresa is packing her stuff up to go home and uh, drops the bombshell. Yeah. So Ryan's like, you can stay. We can figure this out together. And she's like, no, I want to be with my family. And she's like, just come with me. Like, mm. I'm just like, absolutely not. Like, but it's like, I get it. Like she wants to be with her family. Being pregnant is going to be like a huge adjustment. Like she needs to be with her family, but like, it's so awkward because she obviously wants Ryan around. Like she's going to need help. And like, um, which we're still 50, 50, not sure he's the father or not. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're still, 
Yes, but she like she knows she can't go back to Eddie, and it's probably easier for her to not go back to Eddie if she gets that support from somewhere else. Yeah. But I'm just like, she you have to think about it. Like she's not thinking about her, she's thinking about the kid. Yes. And she's not asking Ryan to like like drop his entire life for her for their kid possibly yeah yeah and that's the, that's the way i look at it as well because it is dropping a bombshell right because she is saying i need you to kind of pick up your stuff where you're at and i want you to move back with me because of our kid right you know what i mean like you know the foundation is not i don't want you just to be with obviously Teresa does want to be with ryan but that's not even part of the factor anymore anymore right you know it's it's the baby we want to focus on the baby she wants the baby to have a father figure in its life. Right. You know what I mean? So if Ryan is the father. She wants the father to be there. Right. So um, real quick, Daniel Maz says I'm episode 20 season one. Um, uh, spoilers. I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry. In advance. <laughs> um, but when you catch up, please tune back in or just listen. If you've watched it before, that's, you know, you kind of already know what's ahead. Kind of like we do. Um, you got hello. Um, Hi. Thanks for joining us. And then Cowtowny Girl, hello as well. This is pretty exciting. Hi. People are coming in to say hi to us. Um, but yeah, so we transition into the big ginormous house. I the the one thing that I will say about this episode, the director they and the the writing here, the only like one of the good things they did was they weave in and out of the drama to comedy relief relatively decently, right? Yeah. Um, sorry, Daniel, please stop listening if you've never seen the show before. Yeah, oh my gosh, like, no. There's like, so many spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> and 20, that's pretty far back, right? That's seven episodes. Seven episodes. Yeah, there's a lot that happens. Um, what's, well, hold on, let me go back now. I got to figure out what episode 20 was. 27, 26, 25, 24, 23, 22, 20. Telenova. Telenova. Oh my God, that's the best one. That's my favorite episode. So did you watch episode 20? Like I'm completely going off the rails here. It's all right though. Um... Never watched the OC, but I'm here to support you too. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, go watch the Thank OC. You. It's on HBO Max. <laughs> um, Seth is very into comic books. Yes. Seth very much is into comic books. Talks about them a lot. Um, they go to Wilson... Comic-Con. It's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel Look Wilson dress-ups as Wonder Woman. Like, um, Yeah. She does. She does. Yeah. They were pitching things. So I don't think that's a selling point. I mean, it, it's a comic book character. Anyway. All right, back on the... <laughs> Thanks. Jimmy and Haley, <laughs> as a couple, move Marissa into this house, which is so funny to me. Oh, um, but they keep calling... Uh, I did, Leo. No, yeah, we knew it was Leo. you, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Hack uh, out the OC. Yeah, we're still um, telling you to watch the OC no matter what you say. Like, <laughs> um. <laughs> But yes. Uh, but so they like move her in. Marissa keeps calling it the mansion on Haunted Hill, which is hilarious. Um, I just love how unfazed Marissa is at the size of this house. Like, so Julie comes downstairs and she's like yelling at Jimmy, who's <laughs> yelling at her. And then Haley starts yelling. And I'm just like, oh my God. And Marissa is like so unaware of the size of this house. And she's like, can you guys just shut up? And she's like, mom, like, you're getting what you wanted. I'm moving in here. And she's like, isn't that what you wanted too? And they all kind of just give her a look. Like, and I'm just like, everyone knows except Julie yeah. that like Caleb blackmailed her into exactly. living there. Um, 
But Julia like goes like a cheap shot. She's like, um, you're only dating this one because you can't date Kirsten. And I was yep. like, it's a was a bit too far. Yeah, exactly. Far. Uh exactly. Um that to me that was funny. And then of course what what's funny to me is I really do think it's a little weird that he brought Haley with. I don't because I mean I feel like I know why he I feel like I know why he did it, you know what I mean? But I just feel like it's a little weird. I just feel like it's a little weird. Um, I think like I don't know. Marissa likes her, so it's like well, yeah. a little different. And then I, I do love that Jimmy said there's a torture chamber down in the basement. That was just hilarious to me. Like I hilarious. Just, I just love him so much. Um, and then we go to Seth and Summer, who is okay. So I've been very happy with Summer over. I don't know. Let's say the last couple episodes, right? I feel like she's been okay. Like she's been kind of back on like where we wanted her, kind of at the same time. But yeah. Like she's she, her not putting two and two together. That is, I don't both. know. It's pretty conceited to be like, did you name your boat after me? I guess I you mean, wouldn't, you would have hated it if she said it. I guess you're right. Okay, fine. You got a good, you would have been more mad at her had she said it. I guess you're right. All right, fine. I take back any negative. Okay. If I, power. if you like went on like in summer, um, like had at like, I don't know, like Summer's a name where it's really easy to be a boat name. Yeah, you've got a good point. Yeah, so you would have probably- It's not like her name is Rachel and like the (laughs) boat's name is Rachel Breeze. Like then you'd be like, okay, that's like kind of weird. But like Summer Breeze, like- You have a point. All right, I take back anything I was about to potentially say negatively about Summer, so. But then they dropped the bombshell that Seth is selling his boat. He's like- I'm going to sell it and give the money to Teresa for the baby. Exactly. And then he's also like, Hey, I don't know if Ryan has told Marissa, so you could not tell Marissa. Yeah. That's a, I, I do think it was sweet. And Jeremy, I don't think there is, there's no basements. I mean, maybe there, maybe there is, maybe there's like their wine cellar. A lot of those houses and you can see it from the outside are built. Like the entry level isn't the bottom level. Yes. Yeah. So it right. wouldn't be considered like a basement, but it would be in a sense like it's not the main level of the home. Yeah. Exactly. You can see it from like the back of the house that it just like um, keeps going down. But yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So he, this is, but not a basement. But it's not like that's a point if you've seen Zodiac. <laughs> Perfect. But you're right though. This was like a whoa, Seth moment, right? Yeah. Like Seth is like, Selling his boat. That's a big. I mean, which I mean, he hasn't probably used it in a couple months, so he could probably, you know, sell it. But but why he's selling it is it blows my mind. Right. It blew my mind just to know like the maturity level of what we've seen him kind of transition through has been amazing. Yeah. Like if you think about it, he used up money that he says he didn't need from his bar mitzvah, which I can't (laughs) believe how long he held on to it, like without using it. Um um, but then like, he's been all about helping Teresa. Like he's understood it the whole time. Yeah. But like, this is something really important to Ryan. So therefore it's important to, uh, Seth, which I really like. Jeremy makes a really good point. Remember in the pilot where Summer's hitting on Ryan when converted by Seth, he says, my, I named my boat after her. And she says, ill, maybe her first ill. 
I will funny. say this. It is funny, but at the same time, she was probably drunk. So she probably didn't she, even remember She that. brings up later this episode. She didn't know they yeah. were at that party. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she does. She does. I do remember this. <laughs> She's like, you guys were at that party? <laughs> so funny. Um, but I love that we transitioned to this beautiful rehearsal dinner. Yes. And Seth is a groomsman. Right. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Caleb uh, doesn't have any friends. You know what I mean? Like, but he has to have like, like faux friends that he like surrounds yeah. himself with for like appearances. Yeah, because a lot of people showed up to the shower. The, the, the shower. The shower. More yeah. Went, more people went to the shower than the wedding. The wedding. The yeah, they did. It's very weird. Um, but Sandy goes up to Caleb and he's like, I talked to the DA and he's like, dude, it's completely over for yeah. you. Like just, there's nothing I can do. And Caleb goes, I'm really touched. You tried to do anything. Yeah. And he sounded sincere. I was <laughs> like, okay. Like, What's happening right now? This is weird. Yeah. Um, but then Sandy brings up the point that you've been making. Isn't yeah. it ironic that Julie left Jimmy because he lost his money and now she's marrying you and you've lost your money. And Caleb looks at him dead in the eye and goes, I don't believe in irony. And then he's just like done with the conversation. <laughs> I was like, okay, like um, even if you don't believe in it, it happens. Like so we we credit a lot of Sandy throughout this entire season and Kirsten, their relationship of telling each other things after the first couple episodes where I was very much on the bash Kirsten bandwagon for hiding certain aspects of certain things. Um, if you go back early on the season, you know, Kenzie would yell at me consistently about this, but um, Sandy didn't, doesn't tell Julie at any point. I was a um, little bit alarmed. By does it. he tell Kirsten? That's what I'm saying. Like, has he? Like, Sandy doesn't tell. He hasn't told Kirsten at all. He's known for approximately 24 hours, I think. I think I understand if he was like trying to get information first. Yeah, he was trying to negotiate with the DA but, or like, whatever. At this point, shouldn't he tell Kirsten? Right. Because not only is it like her dad, it's like her job. Yeah. Yeah, because he's gonna have to start funneling the funds from over here to start paying off his debts over here. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think he's past that. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I was very weird. I was very weirded out by this because I I'm a big fan of their relationship and communication. I just felt like it was kind of a, uh, uh, yeah. So Ryan and the kids, they run away. We've got the, we've got the pairs together. Um, At the I iconic, like iconic, that is a set. It's not real. If anyone tries to tell you they've been to it, it's not real. It's a set. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. That was the so uh, time that Ryan and Seth got their asses kicked by the water polo team. Um, but yeah, it's so sad. He's like, so he seems really sad about this. Yeah. But he, I like that he tells them all together. Yeah. Um, but he's like, I'm going to go back to Chino. I got to move there, take care of this baby with Teresa. Mm. Um, it's so sad. And then it's made even worse that the next day, Seth goes back to sell his boat and the guy bailed. Mm. So no $6,000 that he's giving to Teresa. Seth is freaking out. Yeah. He goes to the diner with Marissa and Summer. Ooh, and they're all wait. talking about how they don't want Ryan to go. 
And but nobody's like, willing to do anything. About yeah, it. and Marissa's like, you know what? Like, there's not really anything we can do. But um, we'll stop. We're good. Yeah, I say goodbye because it's late here, and you're up. Thank you so much. Oh my god! Oh, oh she's to do with the blue box set. Yes, I love it. Yes, thank the you for joining us. Blue season two box set. <laughs> Love it. We can't Thank wait you. for you guys to listen. Thank you for joining us here. Um, but yes. So they're all kind of heated. But Marissa's like, there's nothing we can really do. Like, Ryan wants to be there for Teresa. We just have yeah. to do, like, that's it. That's the end of the conversation. And he's like, well, you know what, Marissa? You've done enough. <laughs> and she's like, what is that supposed to mean? He's like, um, Oliver. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, yes, but like, what does that have to do with it? <laughs> um, Oliver didn't get well. So, I guess his point here is this if Oliver doesn't show up, Marissa and Ryan stay together. Their relationship's never damaged, which then in turn leads to Teresa never getting impregnated by okay. potentially. You know what, by though? Ryan. You know what, though? You know what? If you're going to go like that, you know what the start of the problem is? Luke. Well, yeah. If Luke had never cheated on Marissa with Holly in Tijuana. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, then none of this would have happened. But it, that's not like I hate Oliver, but Oliver's not the reason for this. No, it's, definitely not. Like, not even remotely close, right? You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's yeah. Ryan and Teresa. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny because he just like, he was going off the rails, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Seth is off the rails. But I think it's to highlight more what happens later on that, like, oh. he is just like, this is his best friend and his only friend. Yeah, it's um, it's brutal. And then what's even more brutal is we uh, cut to Ryan packing, and Sandy's like, "Just stay. We can work this through as a family. Like Teresa can move in." I feel and, like from this moment on, it's just nothing but heartbreak. Yeah, from here on out, especially Ryan goes, um, "I don't want this kid to grow up like I did," yeah. and I was just like. That's, oh, I hate it. It's so yeah, sad. It is. It's just like, it, it, yeah. Which was weird because then we transition into like, we go, again, we go from this emotional moment and the wedding to me is funny, right? You know what I mean? It's not very, it's not your typical wedding where you're like excited and it's going to be, you're like, Everyone's Julie's getting like ready. Yeah. Julie's getting ready to marry Caleb. Why everybody, like Marissa is upset because Ryan's leaving town. Seth's upset because Ryan's leaving town. Sandy and Sandy, Kirsten. <laughs> And like Jimmy's upset that Marissa's moving in with them. Right. Everybody's sad except for Julie. And Caleb's upset too because he's going broke. Yeah. And but he can't. Julie's just on cloud nine, right? Yeah. Julie just has no idea what's happening. But also, like, can Julie like just talk to her daughter, maybe? I do. Um but I didn't like who are any of these guests? I have never, they haven't even been on like a single, none of the noopsies were there? None of the noopsies are there. Way more people, including noopsies, went to their shower. Right. Like, I don't understand. Um, But I like that they, the wedding is cut really short and it just goes straight to the reception, which is like Mm. insane looking over the ocean. So beautiful. So gorgeous. Um, and Haley and Jimmy are like a couple and look really cute. Yeah. I, I love know. that Jimmy went to his ex-wife's wedding. Yeah, so do I. Oh, absolutely. That's I love it. That's his, that's his ex-wife, his ex-wife marrying his ex-girlfriend's father. 
And his current girlfriend's father. Oh my god! So his <laughs> ex girlfriend and current girlfriend's father. Father. Yeah. Wow, that's just weird. That's too much. <laughs> that's a lot to um, unpack. But Sandy and Kirsten look really cute together, even though Sandy's yeah. in this like ridiculous ascot thing. It's horrible. <laughs> um, but Marissa's being like really mature about everything to me. She like goes up to Ryan, and Ryan's like, "Do you want to dance?" And she's not, like, yelling at him for leaving. She's like, I understand yeah. why you have to do this. I just don't want you to. Mm. And I feel like she's really mature about the whole thing. Like, yeah. you've seen Marissa handle things. Like, it's like, even with the Luke thing, like, nobody wanted her to find out because of the way she would react. Yeah. And I'm like, she seems pretty mature handling this. For now. Well, till the next season. <laughs> Until the end of this episode. <laughs> no, that's a normal... Well, technically it can be normal. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, Yeah. But then Seth is like sitting alone. He's just upset. He looks so sad. Summer gets sent to go find him. Mm -hmm. And he is just talking about he's so sad that Ryan's leaving. And he's like, he's the only real friend I've ever had. Mm. And it was so sad. And it's crazy because that's how it's introduced to us, right? At the very first episode, it's introduced that Seth is alone. Alone. All the time. All the time. He literally talks to a horse in his room, like legitimately. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Has full conversation. But we've seen their relationship grow. So he's really like, and then he even says the line that really got before he got here, I was the biggest loser. I was like, oh, just like, it was so sad. It was heartbreaking, right? But then he he pulls a move. He like tells Summer like the he boat's does. definitely named after you. It was so cute. It was. It was. Um, I don't understand the timeline here because everyone's at this wedding, but then we cut to the Cohen's house and they're all there. Right. It was like the snap and of this, her fingers. Yeah. And like not dressed up anymore. Kirsten doesn't have her makeup done anymore. It was like really weird. Um but the empty pool house, it's so sad. Oh my God. It's like whenever she's unpacking or I mean, undoing the, uh, no, it's not yet, but yeah, it, it's. Ryan's like packing Ryan, up all the stuff. Yeah, he's then, in his OG outfit, <laughs> his white tank top hoodie. He's like, I'm going to leave the same, the same way outfit that I came. I came. <laughs> um, but him and Kirsten have this really sad moment oh, in the kitchen God. that just like devastated me. And she gives him a lunch and she's like, don't worry, I didn't make it. <laughs> and then she's like, if I learn to cook, would that convince you to stay? <laughs> so sweet. But um, then they have like a really emotional hug. And then oh Sandy gets in the middle of it and he goes, Kirsten isn't even a hugger. <laughs> it was I wasn't so ready. Sad. I wasn't ready. Who thought that like this entire episode like was a big Kirsten episode, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just felt like she was, it was a strong, strong episode for her. And it was just a heartbreaking moment, which then leads to even a more heartbreaking moment. Yeah. So Ryan goes to talk to Seth and Seth is on his bed. Just won't talk to him. Won't say anything. Ryan gets him a map of Tahiti being like, this is what you always talked about. And he's like, now you're going to have the boat and nothing to do this summer. <laughs> kind of like fucking mean. It really is though. It's like, um, we, like literally like a day before we're planning the entire summer to go sailing. And now you're giving me a thing that I'm going to go by myself. Um, so like, but it's like, 
he planned to, he says when Ryan and him are on the boat, he's like, I don't need to go to Tahiti because I have you. Yeah. And now like he he's like, you can go because you don't have me. It's kind of like fucking rude, Ryan. Like exactly. not very nice, Ryan. No. But Saz won't even get up. Um, they start playing one of the most iconic OC songs ever. If you've watched ahead of this episode, um, for what is it like season three, episode 27, 26? Like that. Yeah. Um, the song The Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley, huge deal in the show. Um, yeah. Um, version of it. Yeah, um, it's just so sad. Um, and then, so she picks him up. Tracy picks up Ryan, and like uh, him getting in the car, and he's like driving by Marissa, which is very similar to the way he pulled up and like left the house when he went tried to go back to his house the first season, first episode. It's so sad, but. Um, Nobody really looks happy. Like, Teresa doesn't look happy. Because Teresa knows, like, she needs Ryan. Ryan needs to be there if this is his baby. Yeah. But, like, Ryan at the same time is giving up so much, like, for his own life. Yep. Um, it's just so sad. Ugh. It's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And then Seth leaves, has a bag packed, leaves a couple notes for mom and dad in summer. I'm like, what are you doing? It's just brutal. Marissa's house is insane. It's so huge, even though they only show us like two rooms total the entire <laughs> time. They have this fucking house. Um, <laughs> like, insane. Um, but she's drinking again. Seth is sailing away. And then we Everyone to- looks sad, but then no one looks more sad than Kirsten. Oh my God. Who is. is- like taking the sheets off the bed to obviously wash them, which is weird to me. Like, give it a day. Um, yeah. but then she just starts sobbing, and Sandy comes to comfort her, and it's just so sad because, like, I think what this is trying to say is like the same thing it's saying about like Teresa that like Teresa is doing the best thing for her child, not the best thing for her or Ryan. Yeah, and like Ryan, Ryan Kirsten is doing the same thing with like this isn't about them. It's like about um, uh, she's doing what Ryan needs to do. Yeah. It's just so sad. It's this last, like I said, this last 15 minutes was like just this emotional train wreck of like whirlwind of a feeling that I think what really broke me was that Kirsten scene, man. Like she is, Whenever you see Kirsten throughout the show, she never really breaks down, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she gets angry. She's she's Seth, basically. You know what I mean? If you think about the character arc throughout this entire episode, where we talk about Seth doesn't know how to process his feelings, we understand where he gets it from. His mom, instead of yeah. joking, she's she doesn't really joke about it. But like her sobbing, just like crying on this bed, I'm just sitting in my chair, like losing it. Right? You yeah. Know what I mean? It's just so heartbreaking. It's so sad. And it just, I just wanted to cry. So, yeah. Yeah. What a, what an episode. And that's hilarious. A little fun fact. Adam Brody, Adam Brody hated sailing, which is kind of funny to, you know. Yeah. Realize. Um, before we dive into Jeremy's fun facts, do you have any fun facts? Um, yeah, I have a couple. So, 
the chapel they got married in is called the Wayfarer's Chapel. It's actually like a really famous chapel. It's not very expensive wedding-wise in case anybody's interested. But it's on almost every CW show ever. Like it's on the reboot of 90210. It's on like so many shows I never heard of. But it was on um, if anybody watched Revenge and um, Lucifer, if anybody watched it. They're closed right now, but if anybody's interested, they do military discounts. Um, they do so many weddings a day. It's insane. 10, 12, 2, 4, 6, and 8. Jesus. Yeah. If you <laughs> use it's the such a packed venue, like it's so popular. If you use referral code the OC podcast, you get a zero percent discount. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> they're not open though. Oh, um, whenever you get ready to so if you get married Monday through Thursday, the base amount is twenty nine hundred. If you get married Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and most holidays, it's thirty nine hundred. Oh. That's just the like the base deposit. Yeah. So it's obviously more expensive. And then um uh the final scene features all the regular recurring cast members except Julian Summer. Oh. But everyone else who's a recurring cast member is Sean. Wow. Yes, that's true. Did it, Emily Van Camp. Um, the one that obviously you pointed out, Jeremy pointed out earlier, I didn't put it up there because it was going to be part of the fun facts was obviously Marissa makes a comment, Sandy living uh, with Cable is like living with the house in Hunting Hill, which Peter Gallagher was in that movie as well. Um, the remake of the movie. Well, yeah, a remake of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. First off, can we, I just want to throw it out here before we go. Can you believe that, that MVP was definitely Kirsten? Oh yeah, that's I forgot that the MVP part. Yeah, it's I, I there's nobody else to give it to. Like literally, maybe every Seth, interaction maybe Seth. she has. No, because Seth. No, you're not rewarding Seth for running away. No. Oh yeah. Well, see the no. thing about it is, is like, like okay, so here is the verge of the MVPs. You could have put Marissa until the last moment. Marissa's on the screen. You could have put well, Seth until the yes last. Yes and no, but just Marissa. You know, like it's an addiction, even though oh. she's underage and I don't know where she's getting like <laughs> bottles that perfectly fit in her purse. I don't understand. Every, she, I guarantee there's nothing else in her purse but a bottle of liquor. But it's like, fine. But then, like, they show her pulling other stuff out of her purse. So I'm like, no. Um, you could have put Jimmy. I yes, but he's not in the episode enough. Yeah, and like I don't like his fight with Julie because he's come so far. Yeah, that was a very yeah, but you're right. He just though. doesn't have enough scenes. But I'm very pro Jimmy until um he disappears. So for me, obviously I, Seth. I think Seth could have been the MVP leading up to that moment, like him running yeah. away. But it's it's 100% Kirsten. I. I've never been so emotionally attached to the word, like what she's been saying throughout this entire season. And she has some flaws, but they're all basically early on in the season. Where I, I think that was just like the writers I, didn't know what they were doing with her. Like, yeah. And then like her, like obviously Jimmy's had the, probably like the best arc. Maybe Seth has as well, but I think Jimmy for sure. Because like, I, yeah. I hated Jimmy at first. I was oh like, this God. is so like when he got punched in the face at the party, I was I was happy. Yeah, but it's like 
I feel like he shows you that like humans make real mistakes, but they're yep. still like fathers and people. Yeah, like he's got a redemption story. I love a yeah. good redemption story. You know what I mean? He literally like, went from like a loser to a millionaire. I don't <laughs> understand how, but like, okay. All because of all because of Sandy Cohen. Honestly. Their friendship, MVP of the season. Yeah. I absolutely love their friendship too. Like they're the best of the best. Um, yeah. So guys, I cannot believe we just went through the entire first season of the OC. We've had several questions asking if we were going to go on to season two. We are next week. We will be back with season two, episode one, which is going to be a whirlwind of events. Um, just because I just, I, I haven't. So I rewatched this show a few years ago and I've been very um, like, oh, the first season is the only really good season. I like a lot of the things that happen the very beginning of season two, though. Yeah. And the, the other thing, I just I clicked on season two real quick. I'm not going to say anything else about it. But the season two finale has a higher rating on IMDb than the season one finale does. So Really? Yeah, it does. It's actually That's this. Scary. It's actually has the same rating as the pilot does. Weird. Yes. So That's very weird. I just figured I'd throw that little tidbit out there before we go. Uh, make sure to head on over to Twitter. Think first off. Thank you everybody that watched this live that jumped in and out. We'll keep this live episode up for everybody as we do on the YouTube channel every week. If you want to subscribe to the show, head on over. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. Whatever else other podcast platform we are there. Um, thank you again for the support. Like the support on this show is just, it blows my mind each and every week. Kenzie and I talk about it every week. There's comments, the support on Reddit, the support on Facebook, um, everywhere. We, we really do appreciate it. Uh, make sure to follow Kenzie on Twitter at Kenzie Beninu. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys later.